0: Welcome to Uncut Jewels, a podcast featuring some of my favorite musicians and the great work of their lives, changing the world one song at a time. I'm your host, Kristen Jewell, and I'm excited to share my crazy world with you. So let's get to it. Come on in. Hello and welcome to Uncut Jewels. I'm Kristen Jewell. We are very excited that you're here. We're going to have a nice chat about art, cover art, our favorite one of our favorite topics, uh, how do things translate to consumption? How do we get it in front of people? It always needs a piece of art. So we're going to have a conversation with Ruby Vell and uh, Anila, who's another artist that she's been working with. So we're really excited about that. So I'm going to ask for Ruby Bell to come and join me. Hopefully, you guys are familiar with our girl Ruby. She's from the Soul Phonics and she's yeah. in Atlanta, Georgia, holding Hello, it down. Welcome Kristen. back. To, Hi. Yeah, welcome back. We're excited Thank to you.
1: have you. Thank I'm you so for excited this. to have this conversation with you, to hold space, to be in this moment where maybe we don't know what is ahead of us. <laughs> as a country, yeah. but we do know what works. And one of those things, that works is a combination when art meets music and I'm so blessed that we get to discuss this today.
0: So I'm so excited to have this conversation because it feels a bit like a trip down memory lane for me and our relationship which as you know pretty much you know everything for what it represents to me in my world to get to actually Mm -hmm. work with an artist that I was such a fan of. I mean I know I've said this so many times, but uh, huge fan. I'm excited to take this journey with you. Uh, how? Too. First of all, are you doing okay, everybody? You're gonna okay? Yes, okay, we're okay, doing well, great. I'm looking back on.
1: Thinking about how lucky I am that these paths aligned in the way that they did. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm just very fortunate to be at this place where we can have this discussion of yes, music matters, yes, lyrics matter, art matters. Let's put it all together and see where we can get. Absolutely. Um, and, and oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to having some of the tougher conversations of like what happens when you don't know and you can't come up with an idea and your management is like, you need this idea to happen. In the world. <laughs> so we're we're like, pull out the app effort. and let's make cover art <laughs> yeah yeah so we can pull up and have some real conversations as well
0: <laughs> i know we've had come up with some it's happened it happens with everybody it's you know sometimes things just sneak right up on you so okay so we know you're from canada that you were raised in gainesville that you're of indian descent and that you currently live in atlanta representing georgia Um, But I'm kind of curious, when did you start to realize art was your thing, that cover art or album art was really interesting to you?
1: Well, you're going to love this answer, but it's basically through failure. I learned a lot of lessons (laughs) through just basic contrast and bumping right into things that aren't for me. I always knew that I wanted to be in music, but that way wasn't really made apparent to me. I went into forensic science my first couple years of college, and I had never gotten bad grades in my life as an East Indian. That's just not a thing usually, but my brain just didn't work in those ways at that time. And I think in a lot of ways, it was due to some maybe ADHD tendencies that I had back then that I didn't really even know that I was dealing with. But for whatever reason, not my bag. And so I opened up the course catalog and I said, what else? I've got some time left in college. What else can I do that can support maybe my eventual move into something musical related. So in my mind, it was advertising. And so I chose to study advertising. And then that led to... Learning about the creative arts and commercial arts. Um, and then that led oh, cool. to me leaving Florida and moving my entire band up here to Atlanta to go uh, to a school called the Creative Circus. And that's where great. it kind of unfolded for me. That is why I say I am made in Atlanta. I really, truly wasn't creative minded before I moved to this place 15 years ago. So and oddly yeah. enough, we have a perfect tie in to Mila, who will join us because at Creative Circus, I met um, not only my now husband, but a friend of mine family friend i would say at this point and his name is will and will married mila and we were at their beautiful designer wedding in upstate out of state new york you know yes. a little bit north of the city and it was just picturesque and gorgeous and everything was perfectly done and mila and I'm will sure just, your wedding <laughs> yeah thank you they were they are a very inspiring couple with the intention that they put behind their art and that that meeting of art and love was just mind blowing. Yeah. To me. Well, that's how I feel about it you and Alex. On many of these relationships for me, and also trained me as a designer—not technically, but to think about concepts and fully matching the visceral feelings of music with the art.
0: Yeah. No, that makes sense. I, that was saying that's how I feel about you and Alex. Like it's your husband and you. It's just Thanks. so great to see you guys intertwine in the art realm too, and yeah, you know, obviously musically too. But really, the Graphic design piece has just been so. I don't know. I remember when you guys were doing your art shows and stuff. To, it's just nice. It's uh, it's inspiring. So okay, let's get to it because I kind of want to yes. share some of the like early work. So obviously, when the band started and everything was going on, you know, it, it, as is usual, it's just like, oh, who can do artwork, right? So is that what happened? That you were like, I got this. It was so, like
1: I got this, and I'm, I knew at that time, it would be something that would save us a lot of money. I didn't know mm-hmm. quite how much money,
0: much money, yeah. (laughs) So this. and time but yeah that's your time too but yeah so i don't know if this is the first release that you guys did on vinyl i think it might be so obviously i started buying your music i think it was either had it in either like early 2010 or 29 2009 i can't remember which year i always get them confused but i know it was like april i went to fat beats and they were like gotta check out this girl from atlanta and i was like cool And i bought it
1: this was the very first thing i ever designed my very first piece of wax designed as well so my first time learning about proofing the inside label and understanding what it means to have bleeds and trims uh designing logos for a record label that didn't have a logo and putting my name last on it
0: (laughs) 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 that's even funnier and that we learned but But i hand drew the the
1: front of that and uh yeah yeah, it was the first
0: thing that went out for us and it is feet on the ground which we play to this day i love this song I know that this isn't probably—it's definitely not a reflection of your work now. But I absolutely love that this somebody handed me this, and that that started me on my journey to you. Mm. So, like for what it's worth, I'm like so, more it. than service <laughs> purpose, then in my life. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> grab it from running out the door. Okay, so, and then from there, what happened after that? Like, were you still just, like, is is it Heartlight that's next or?
1: Yeah, I think it was Heartlight. Yep, it was Heartlight, that one. I was getting a little bit farther in my technical understanding and typography and white space. And I really wanted to do something that was Motown, but not. Mm-hmm. Really inspired by some of the Blue Note albums as well. Even though this is a totally different color palette, it's still very much, even Norman Rockwell, and like those kind of nostalgic, eclectic type of art. The hodgepodge of feelings for Heartlight. I had so many creative it. juices flowing for this one. And I had learned mm-hmm. in the early days how to manipulate those. Okay, <laughs> and, I, love it. I think the orb was an ornament. And we shot the photo with me holding the ornament. It was a Christmas ornament. Yeah, and my stylist. Okay. So this was my stylist' name was Christy.
0: Actually, that worked on that. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, and this was uh, this was released as a Christmas, as a holiday single. This yeah, was the one that got on Starbucks. Right. Yeah,
1: it was um, Pick of the Week and pick in and around week, that time yeah. of year. Yeah, so we were really fortunate. And I think the half a million downloads were like right away on that one. It
0: was so amazing. special. It was so, so great. Cool. Such a good song. I have that on my playlist still. I don't think it's ever left any of my playlists. It's a great running song. It's a great walking song. It's a great upbeat song. You know, Thank you don't feel you. good about yourself. You listen to that song. Listen to this song, Heartlight. It's amazing. It's genuinely like Thank cool. you.
1: And actually, since we I mentioned the Creative Circus and Will, I wrote it about people like And people that I had met at the creative circus that were brightening my perspective and opening my eyes to what was possible. So yeah, don't be afraid to like write about those experiences that might be good for you. You know, yeah.
0: this album a little bit later. <laughs> I know, we'll get there, we'll get there, we'll get there, we'll get there. We'll a different there. Story. Um, okay, so 2010, I find out about you, and you're releasing some music, and then there was another one that you released, which we have digitally, that's the cover art for the Bill Withers cover song. Oh, Can We Pretend? I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, Can We Pretend? That was like yeah. right when I was coming on, I remember seeing that, and I was like, oh, that's so interesting. So that was you. an evolution as well.
1: Yeah, again, I think I was trying To evolve heartlight, I was like, "What is the next thing that could come after something like that?" And Mm -hmm. kept the with the white space and that kind of font and those typefaces in those early days I was really attracted to like that thin serif and then you'll Mm -hmm. see later with the posters I blow it out to old James Brown like old school 60s 70s blocky blocky typography so this was like Mm -hmm. really in the transition mode here and then like just some more photoshop work and melding of different photos together it's beautiful Uh, who are in the photos? Um, I don't know. It was just something just abstract, just yeah. abstract that I saw. And I, I had the paint blotches as well. And it's just a matter of like molding them together. But so yeah, I was, was really so happy beautiful. with how this one turned out. And then I also designed the logo for the record label at that time, too. So that was two logos I did for those record labels. Amazing. Good so, for you. Amazing. Yeah.
0: Logos, logos, <laughs> logos. So, OK, now walk us through how we got to. We're both holding it up. Because hey! people that would
1: murder us right now for holding these up, I'm so sorry. We're like the
0: only people in the world that have them.
1: <laughs> no, there's like
0: Aww. 500 other people. Yes, that like somewhere. So
1: this was a true collaboration. Bruce Clem, the photographer, myself. Uh, Spencer Garn all went down took Marta and we went to the GSU Marta station ATL and we did it <laughs> renegade and Bruce Clem was actually a wakeboard photographer so he actually knew how to get the quick action shots I put on these super high heels and I picked up this blue suitcase and I just started walking down as fast as I could and he would get these renegade images because you're not supposed to film in Marta you're supposed to have passes it's like a whole thing you've gotta have bad ruby bad i know i did an illegal thing mark luck your ears <laughs> i did it for the art and i remember thinking in my head when i was taking those photos like this is going to be something i don't know what but this is going to be something and it feels really okay. good so i'm just going to go with this and then yeah. eventually we got the photos back and they would not have even looked the way that photo looks now if it wasn't for my husband alex morgan he did oh, hours yeah. and hours of photoshop editing and to this Let's day i can't wait for the reprint cuz this is dark and that is light and we've got to fix that and like <laughs> Look at an that. So, a beautiful face thank, oh, you. Beautiful. thank oh, you
0: beautiful
1: thank oh, you like So I was probably 23, 24 maybe then in that photo. But I borrowed the jacket. I did my own makeup. Like we did it DIY. So A, don't be afraid to do it all yourself and get good key people to help you. And then B, just put it out. It doesn't matter if it's really amazing or not. Just put it out. Don't be like me. I've sat on a lot of art for a long time with music. And I believe that there should be this intentional connection there but I have waited too long in a lot of cases. So I would just, for all those others out there that are working through this.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great advice. That's really good. You kind of got to our ending, but that's cool. (laughs) Just put it out.
1: This is tried and true ATL and I'm so, so proud. And this one as well, which we'll get to in a minute is also true ATL because of Methane Studios.
0: Can we just pause for a second? So the advice that you would give someone is just go for it basically, right? Just put it out. Just put it out. Just put it out. I mean, okay. have your
1: peer of
0: people that will proof
1: it. Don't proof it yourself. Don't proof right. it yourself. You can't look at it 10 million yeah. times and you're then close to the one mistake. So yeah, have just a couple your, your teeny circle, have them review it, but don't hold yourself back from putting out your music because you feel like the art isn't keeping up. Uh-uh. Just give yeah. it your best shot and get it yeah. out. Because chances I always
0: feel like and when people listen, they they further connect with it. Absolutely. I feel like you have to like maybe simplify it if it's getting to that point. You know yeah. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just okay, obviously if it's not working, something's not working, just like strip it back, you know, which I think is where we're gonna go next when we start talking about your solo stuff. But let's keep on track with the soul phonics. Obviously, that album came out in twenty twelve, and yeah. then there's been it was a period of time where we were trying to figure out what we were gonna do. We were in the studio a lot, trying to sort it all out, and then finally started thinking thinking about doing some more releases. Mm-hmm. Along the way, I don't even remember how it happened, but there was an artist that we saw online and we were like, oh, we really dig this. And you were like, let's use this for, so well, the first single was gonna be Broken Woman, right? We knew that was coming mm-hmm. out. And then the first single art, we did you did not do all of did it. did not do So this was the first time, as far as I can tell, that we actually had somebody else touching the brand. Is that true? It kind of is because that was Protzky. So we went to this guy that we found on on Instagram and had him do this beautiful piece of art, and then you did this. I did the type and I did the layout. The package. And then
1: yeah, we and also was, I have to uh, say it was yeah. a beautiful collab. First colored vinyl too. First colored vinyl. Oh, yeah. First colored vinyl. I love yeah. the way that orange and magenta sing together. It's so cool. Yeah. And, and then, then we, we did the a t shirt. Yeah,
0: there were elements of it that really did you know, it still works like in all of the things that we're doing. It's just it's definitely indicating there was a change happening and the
1: ability to let go and allow others to be involved in what you do. That was a big mm-hmm. lesson as well. Mm-hmm. So I was yeah. so pleased at that point. And you had a lot of creative input at that point as well. Pretty mm-hmm. much from state of all things. Forward. Yeah. You know, yeah. And I have been creative collaborators. So it's been right, we, yeah. such a blessing to have somebody else that cares about proofing. <laughs> I love
0: it. Yeah. I am like, I, I love it. Honestly, the vinyl, you know, vinyl is such a big deal to me to begin with. But like, even to be able to translate it into posters and the t shirt, the merch, and all that stuff is just so important. And what was great was I don't actually think we knew what we were doing exactly with the album yet. And so this album cover, Broken Woman, was our bridge to figuring yeah. out what we were doing. We did know that there were elements of the colors that we we had a feeling we're gonna be in there. But other than that, you know, we were kind of like just trying to like figure it all out. And so you can really tell, like we, we did the jumping off point while we were still working on the album cover art. And then in the middle of it, we still had to do um, Call Out My Name. Yep. The next single, which um, you did all of this. Yes. And you're back to the Ruby Bell look. Thank you.
1: That is based off a scene that I got to see. Because of my amazing friend who was my driver when I was a backup singer on Warp Tour and he drove us up in our bandwagon to the top of some place in Ventura Beach. It was like a cliff and it was 5 a.m. in the morning and I opened the bandwagon door and that's all I saw was just this as far as I could see coastline. And Done to my left and to my right, mountains and nothing else. And it was just so breathtaking that I just never got it out of my mind ever. So
0: thank you, Tim. Pooter, you're the best. Another vinyl. That's Yes, call out my name. Stunning. And Love Less Blind on the B-side. Yes. And what's cool about that was we hadn't released it.
1: Yes. And those are two of my favorite songs by Ruby Bell and the Soul Phonics. Mm, So good. Really, really good. I just really good
0: myself in the third person, but it's kind of a week for that. So I'm going yeah. <laughs> now we're now we're now we're talking album again, and that was a big deal. Well, I
1: knew back when I was at the circus, and I was a suffering designer. I really was not getting my legs under me as far as design knowledge or the basics or anything. But I'd come from very different worlds before that. So I went to the circus and one of my teachers, professors of illustration, I was in his class all year and I said to him, and he obviously knew about the band because I was putting the band back together at those days, and I said, one day you're going to design an album cover for my band. And he was like, no, I won't. <laughs> I was like, oh, crap. And then um, a decade passed and definitely happened. And Methane Studios, he was um, you know, working as a professor and also owning Methane Studios. If anybody knows anything about methane, they do posters for some of the best artists in the world it's such an honor that they would take the time to do uh, this collaboration with us and it was a true collaboration they came up with sketches we went back and forth on about 16 different ideas oh, wow. they just put so much into it based off of what was in the songs and the imagery and it was this perfect melding i think the first thing i should have said when we got on this call is just listen to the damn music <laughs> listen to the yeah. damn music let it seep in sleep on it shower on it and then take your best stab at the sketches. Um, And I know that's what methane does uh, along with a a bunch of other magic that they do every day. But um, Mm. they work with also really big brands as well. So the fact that 10 years down the road, they were willing and yeah. they loved it. And they called us to get all these copies sent to the studio. And the fact that I got to contribute the liner notes and the backside and,
0: you know. Backside, gorgeous. Yeah. And look, at yeah. she incorporated the links, which were yeah. also one of the pieces that were And I'm going to let front. you know,
1: I am still learning. So if you flip this over and you look at the back, let the world notice the biggest barcode that has ever existed on the back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: that's not even fair. It is what it is. I
1: mean and that's you know, what it you can, is you know but you just you learn you learn sometimes yeah. but that's always why you get the reprint so if you have something that you made a mistake on then you better sell out your record so you can reprint
0: it <laughs> and then just say I mean I'm just gonna I'm opening because this thing might be it's literally a work of art that whenever whenever people come at me I'm like Take that. That is like, it's just anybody that
1: knows us. they know that we're indie AF and we are very DIY. So for us, this was our own gold record. And I (laughs) I will never regret making my own gold record.
0: I think it's stunning. I love it. I absolutely love it. And then we made it into t-shirts too, which I have worn before on many shows. <laughs> like whenever I can, I think it's actually my favorite t-shirt. Don't tell Hamish because I do have some pretty cool shirts I cut for him too. I love those too. But yeah, the colors on this are just, they're so my vibe. So yeah. everything about it.
1: Yeah. So- and shout out to the collaborators, all the guys on that album. I mean, everybody threw down and at some point mm. had something to say about the artwork or the poster. And I remember Zach was so excited when we printed it on drum for the Smithsonian. Oh. game. Oh, that that was so cool. Yeah. So it's yeah. It was really cool that everybody embraced the art and where we were going. And you notice this underlying branding of big, chunky type black and yellow, really standard classic striking things. That's kind of the realm of the sulfonics, at least in my mind since the,
0: yeah, nation. No, I agree. Yeah. I think we've netted out in exactly where we want it to be, which is just a, a classic sound and everything about it. It's just progressively classic. You know what I mean? But it really does nod very nicely to everything that's come before it, but picks it up in the future, you know, for, to keep it going. I think, so you know, I love it. I but so obviously like, with all that thought and all that work, and I mean, we're, we're talking, now 15 years, you know, in 2016, we started thinking about how to do this for you. Just Ruby Not Ruby Vell and the Sulphonics. It had never been done before. You hadn't even done things on your own. I think that previous it year was the me first sweat time. We just were... thinking about it. <laughs> uh, I know. But so we had so we had the opportunity to say, all right, what do we want to do? So we go in the studio, you start doing all your great music, and you're exploring all these sounds. And then we have you working with Sugar Full disclosure, I work with Sugaro Records, which is a, a label off of Sugaro Sync. And we had Ruby come in and start doing her magic with other producers and see what it looked like. And, you know, we weren't sure where it was going to go, but it wound up being such a good experience for you. You had such a good time. I mean, by this point, you had been in the studio with Andy Anderson Pack. You'd done the the vocals for Petty on Oxnard. You had done your own stuff like, a, a you know, you'd started working with other people just to feel it out. But then you get yeah. into the studio with these guys and they're just like one, two, three songs in a row that, you know, we were like, great. And then all of a sudden and, it was like, um, great. And then it was like, great. And they're getting syncs. And yeah. they were like. Right away, and we did not have the luxury of thinking about okay, what brand. Brand, brand look like? Yeah, we had like a, I think we had like a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, um, it was very virtual runway. runway.
0: Right, it was a challenge. Uh, we got through it, and that was where you know t- your advice to other people. I think it was hard. I remember sitting in this exact same spot, having that same conversation with you, where I was like, "Fighter's going out. We need to do something. <laughs> going out, we need to do something." I and was you're at like, dinner yeah. with my sister. You like- were at dinner with your sister, yeah. <laughs> I'm on, Hamish had told me about an app called Fonto and I was like, I'm putting it together on Fonto and I'm like making it, I don't know. And you're like, I think, yeah. And it was like, we're just going to have to do it. And that was our indoctrination by fire. Right. So you can't can't make it up and and you can't take it back. I mean, we, you know, whatever went out. It's a huge song for you.
1: I'm very happy and proud of how they turned out to be honest, because they are three in a series and they are three bold anthems from me. And I hadn't really put my face on anything since the It's About Time album because I'm just not always into that. But Mm. these ones felt like, okay...
0: Yeah, I know my face has a connection with what I'm actually saying in this song. So we got Fighter, we got Nana Please, and we got Go Get It. Basically, one thing that we did use was, I believe we kept the red. Like there was like a red thing that went
2: throughout. Yeah, there was red, and we kept the
1: type for the series. And I often do that. I think thinking in threes is another thing that people don't talk about enough, but think in threes. Absolutely.
0: there's the I yellow. So we pulled. singles mm-hmm. There's no reason yeah, there's why another one can't be a set of three. Some pieces of art. We basically like you took your own advice. It wasn't easy. We will admit. Like no one wants to be like. I have to make a decision in a minute while I'm at dinner with my family. You know. And so it was suboptimal, optimal. But we did it. And then we decided we're not going to do that again. We're going to take this on. Think through what we can do. We did the photo session with Elaine Torres. We pulled through some ideas of what we wanted your aesthetic to look like and from there we got to say, all right. Well, who's going to be a partner? And here we met. We Mila. we brought in Mila.
1: So when we have Mila. Right. hey,
2: hey Mila. Well, hi, hi. hi. it's good to see you. I'm so glad to be welcome, here with welcome. you guys. I've been really enjoying listening yeah. to all these stories, and now I feel like <laughs> uh, knowing that you know you did a lot of the art. Kind of just now, just now, I realize what kind of responsibility I had to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, make stuff for your music. So I'm just like, wow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was so happy awesome. to
2: collaborate
1: with you. It was a yeah. blessing. I mean, just- well, never- we're not done yet. (laughs)
0: a lot to do. This is just a pause right now for us to reflect on things, but there's so much work to do. Thank you for coming on Uncut. We're really Uncut Jules. We're so excited. Obviously, I'm curious if you don't mind, where are you? We're not even sure where you are in the
2: world, just so you know. (laughs) Yeah, I'm good. I am um, sort of... uh at home most of the time but i am currently in nashville tennessee up until we moved here in may but i was based in new york for about 15 years mm-hmm. before that so okay. kind of a, a big change uh in the middle of all this craziness happening so yeah. um 2020, we're saying it's
0: 2020. good what it is. Thanks. I know. That's I'm really great.
1: happy for all of the uh, Northerners who are transplanting down south because they are good voting citizens.
2: I <laughs> <And laughs> we'll try. We'll try. <laughs> and also, I love that you're closer to me. Yeah, very, very true. We are just so a cute. drive away, which is... Do you enjoy so Nashville so far? Are you? I know it's hard to probably see it at the moment, but... Uh, Yeah, it's been uh, kind of a tough time to move in here, but I'm excited about all the music and really looking forward to... Kind of immersing myself into that next year. But so far, we haven't really been able to enjoy that in a a way that we feel safe. So, Mm -hmm. but you know, there's time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there'll be. There will be. So, I'd love to have this like a little
0: quick round robin between you guys about like what maybe what was the first album that you remember, like album cover you remember?
2: Uh, well, you know, it's kind of weird because I'm from Bulgaria, so I spent most of my kind of teenage years there. And it, it's kind of funny because we, you know, all the music we got was just sort of like, you know, people taking and uh, kind of making copies and then printing out copies of the Mm. covers and kind of DIYing things because they just wasn't accessible and I couldn't even buy it you know god forbid you even have like records actual records mostly it was like cds and so it was just kind of a weird time I I guess what I I kind of remember a lot of the some of the Metallica album covers not that I was (laughs) listening to that so much but for some reason it just kind of stuck with me and like just as like beautiful pieces and some of them were kind of really serious, but I don't know, for some reason, these are some of the things that I remember, just given that we weren't exposed to as much, I feel like, as maybe... When you know Western Europe or here even had so it's a little limited.
0: Interesting, very interesting. <laughs> what about you, Ruby? What's your first album cover that you remember? First
1: album cover, I think that I'm. Rem- it's kind of hard because I encountered a lot of them at the same time, so I I can't yeah. really remember. But it might be a tie between. Is it dangerous, Michael Jackson? The carnival. Scene. It's like a roller coaster, okay. and there's like yeah, it's like almost a collage. It was really intense. And then the other one I remember is George Benson's Greatest Hits, Mm. and it was because they managed to write his name in like, looked like dishwashing liquid or soap. And I thought that was so cool. So even back then, Mila, I was jazzed on the type design and didn't even know. Yeah,
2: I mean, I, I was amazing. definitely like, you know, I think even when we first talked about the project, and I was like, Oh, my God, I don't know, how am I even going to do this? I thought it would be sort of a design with with your face. And maybe I was doing just a little part to kind of go with it, which I was like, okay, cool, I can definitely do that. But then you're like, No, my face <laughs> yeah. won't be on it. And I was like, Oh, my God, so I'm doing the whole thing. So okay, actually, let's so let's what go into
0: What's the first album? I think the one that I was obsessed with was Barbara Streisand's Wet album, which I still have. And it's weird because she had a dog on the cover. It's like a poodle. No, Mm -hmm. sorry. Wet was the one she was in the pool. That was the one. Not a pool. She was in like her hair was all wet. It was... It's called Songbird. She's got a beret on that's like red and black checkered beret. Stunning face. She's always flawless, like flawless on these covers. And then she had her little dog, a little poodle, like a white poodle, which I'm pretty sure might be some of the ones that she's been cloning. I'm not sure, but... I was obsessed with this cover art because I just loved her. I loved her so much. When you're a woman looking at another woman, I was a young, obviously, probably seven or it was before Greece because Greece was my first album. So it must have been my mom's album. And I just was like, this is amazing. I, I was in love with her. So
1: that's a great question that I'm going to write down is like, what if, what, what album art made you understand womanhood or like, was the mm, picture mm. of womanhood to you?
0: Mm, yeah, she was it. She was like, she was the, yeah, pretty much everything about Barbara Streisand was like the starting point of, Oh, cause she was so feminine, you know what I mean? And, and so strong and like you, she wrote these powerful power ballads and power songs. And I don't know. I just, it was a, that was the, that was, the the thing that I, w- I remember um but I mean obviously there's so many album covers and I will talk about our favorites later that yeah. one is the thing that you remember you studying and like looking at it and just being like oh this is so interesting this is a thing this is a moment that she she wanted to have in front of everybody <laughs> like you know I, like I don't know
1: it's remarkable is- very similar about the Minnie Riperton album cover mm. with the lion. Yeah. Oh, Unbelievable. yeah. I just stared and stared and stared at that
0: picture. So many. And you do, too. I, you? I mean, I think that's, it's funny. This is a bit of a tangent, but I do feel like one of the things that generations don't get, although they're starting to appreciate it now, is the tactile experience of holding cover art and holding the liner art and reading the liner notes and, like, learning who did these things that you love so much. Mm-hmm. and. You know, they were my friends. I used to take pictures of Same. like Rod Stewart albums, David Bowie albums, and my guitar and all this stuff because photograph class, you know, like photography class. I was like, "Fuck, I'll take my whatever." Now I, you know, like, what would you take a picture? Like, I don't know. They were my friends. Like these albums were genuinely my friends. So I, I, I am glad that people are starting to buy vinyl again because I do feel like there's. Nothing better than the ownership of music and that experience that you can have. So um yes. so I don't we're doing digital, but I loved that vinyl that you did. I was like, yeah, let's <laughs> let's work our way to that. That's I good, know. Yeah. We got a lot of books for that, Mila. Thanks to you. Uh, there's
2: just something okay. we kind of like that makes it real once you put it on a where it belongs. And you're like, oh, okay, well, that's definitely yeah. something I, I want. <laughs> That's yeah, beautiful. Thank
1: it. you for saying that. I think that's how yeah. the most authentic things kind of hit or resonate. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I really appreciate that. That is pure love.
0: Yeah. Let's go through the the imagery. So we've got the very first single we just released for you. And it, this is the first actual release mm-hmm. It is for the single we just did straight out the mud. Um, so, yeah, pull that out. So oh, let's talk good. about this one because it looks simple, but we know it's
2: not. No, it not was not somehow yes, at all I, I mean I have to say we went back and forth a little bit to figure out the right the kind of the right look for it and I appreciate that because I felt like I needed to go through that journey to really understand where the music was coming from and what it meant mm-hmm. um because I think it's always hard like as a listener I have my own interpretation of things and my own inspiration based on my experiences but you know obviously working with you and you're extremely talented not just music but visual and design and all these things taking your ideas and kind of trying to collaborate and make something together that was for me just like an eye opening experience so i truly enjoyed it there was this Piece is actually made uh, out of actual dirt that I went and kind of <laughs> <laughs> illegally got got from the park. I don't think I was supposed to do that, but I had to find dirt, <laughs> so I kind of had this little plastic bag and I went with a little spoon, got some dirt, brought it home, and like I just uh, had like a white piece of board and I started through the dirt on it and I started like with a brush, kind of moving it around. And, and trying to make wow. uh, the lettering out of it. I mean, I had a sketch and kind of a general idea of what I wanted to make, but it was just you know actually working with uh, the material. That's not work like when you do it on a computer. It's not paint. It's <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it was so tactile, and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I've never done this before, but I'm just going to go for it and see what happens. And, like, the first version of this that was with the dirt that I made was came out so clean that you couldn't tell it was dirt. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, okay, this is not – I showed it to <laughs> a few people, too, and they are like, that's cool. But yeah, it just looks like it was, you know, like, uh, drawn or something. So I had to <laughs> go back and try and mess it up and try and make it look rough, which is very hard for me, because I like to things that are neat and clean and very organized. So for me, that was like, Oh, my God, <laughs> oh, I just want to put it together and make it clean and neat.
1: Wow, I did not. I think you might have mentioned that it came from actual dirt, but the symbology there is just so much. My head wants to explode with joy. Mm -hmm. It's just so cool that, like, I'm an Earth sign as well, like through and through. So for me and my new chapter, like, it couldn't be
0: more visceral. I feel it's mm-hmm. so connected. That's you amazing. I didn't actually place. know that. I knew you did a couple versions of it. I didn't know that it looked not dirt-like. <laughs> <laughs> <Too precious. laughs> right. yeah, it's a little bit That's like crazy. too
2: clean-lined. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think version definitely kind of was the right look and feel but i I think i had to go through you know the material and learn how to use it before i i got to the right place but yeah it was just like way too clean i was like no why is this
1: (laughs) same thing with my journey as a solo artist i had to go through a lot of understandings and learnings to get to even writing my own songs in one day. I never thought that I could do that. I mean, thank you, Kristen, for pushing me to do yeah, it. Literally. It. <laughs> know, you weren't thanking <laughs> me along the way. It's like moving past that fear to make yeah. something that's bigger than yourself. I really yeah. think that's what it is. And, yeah,
0: it's a and I just love that we find that with art and with music. So you did a suite for us. And there's a lot. So we're not going to go through them all because it so. And for what it's worth, a lot of these are also stuff that we're doing for Sugaru. At some point, we'll be releasing them when we can. But um, the other one that I know we we can release uh, is called Ghost Sound. And I believe you did cover yeah, that a art for group. that too. Mm-hmm. That was also with Rune, who did Straight Out the Mud with you. And so this is your, this is where we're netting out with for this one, although it hasn't been released yet, but just we're going to give a sneak peek so you could see the yeah. direction we're heading. And we remain, you know, you never know, some of them might change, but this is pretty pretty much where we're at right I think this is very close yeah super close. Cool. we just have to get your name on You're there like somewhere share Let's, your yeah.
2: yeah I mean this one was obviously very very different I feel like each one of the the covers that I worked on um was very different and kind of challenging in its own way but this one for me was kind of some of the first times that I've tried to do a digital illustration I'm a I'm a designer and art director so i collaborate with a lot of illustrators and designers but I've never really myself kind of went into and actually started painting digitally which was kind of a again a new experience for me and just trying to learn the tools and it's not like painting on paper so everything looks very different and behaves differently but it looks like you painted on a canvas Yeah, yeah which was you know again kind of that learning process and this is a piece that I kind of had an idea about the lettering but not so much the rest of it I just knew what kind of mood I wanted to create Uh, but because I didn't know I've never done this before I didn't know how it's going to come out so I just started like trying things out and seeing what I like and what I don't like and just kind of building on it until I was like okay this is coming together I'm kind of liking where this is going and then you know combining with the typography really made it kind of come together as as one i remember when you started putting the typography behind the trees yeah I was like, that's really
0: cool was and beautiful. i can't wait
1: for people to hear the song and connect yeah with it. so that's going to be really cool because it is a very yeah. different haunting yeah. kind of vibe Yeah. And yeah. you just knocked it again out of the park out of the park oh yeah maybe here <laughs> okay, it's so nice piece. when you work with an artist who's just like there for it, it and can interpret it and has actually listened to it thank you Mila <laughs> yeah no,
2: I mean I was playing them like on the loop as I was doing stuff because I was like I need to listen to this so that I know what I'm doing and it mm-hmm. just maybe that's how it just came to me be because sometimes I couldn't explain myself why did I think of that but I think yeah. it was kind of subconsciously I knew.
1: Yeah, it's just there. That's what I was telling Kristen about
0: it's about time. It just I just knew. I just knew it would yeah. be something. Yeah, it's great. I know, me too. And then, so we've got two more. Um, Stand Up and You Must Be a Fan. Yeah, Stand Up. Yeah, so this, this song is crazy. I love this song. Thank um, you so this is going to be a Roo release. And uh, yeah, we're so excited. And it looks, I mean,
2: talk about how you handled this one. Yeah, well, this, uh, the background is actually a photo from <laughs> um, the streets of Brooklyn. I was going around with my camera and kind of trying to get some textures and interesting Where's things that in I Brooklyn? could see. Oh. <laughs> I like, I know we can use stock photography, but why? Like, I wanted it to be, like, something that I've made and that's not out there. And so um, I took a lot of, like, different textures, different things. So there was a lot of kind of, again, trying and see what was the right texture that will go with the lettering. And and obviously, this is a very powerful song. So it needed, like, typographically-wise, it needed something that really stands out. But... Also, kind of is, you know, there's like this, this juxtaposition between the the hand st- stand and the up. That was like, you know, sincere, very uniform, very strong, but there was that tension that I really liked. So, um, yeah, to me, yeah, this
1: so much to the song being about feminine power coming to the forefront. You can just see that without even hearing the song and what you've done, so powerful. Mm-hmm. And it makes me inspired to create the video for this song too. I've had all
0: these notions and ideas brewing in my head for this one. Good. Yeah. yeah, and it's such a great song. This one's gonna be like another another anthem, just so good. Okay, and then the last one, you must be a fan. And now <laughs> Ruby, this is a funny story about how you get that even the song got written, but let's, we'll table that for when it comes out. Um, <laughs>
2: I know the story. (laughs) But yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Talk to us about how this came about. Yeah, I I think that was also another one where we kind of went back and forth a little bit. And I know you had some very kind of particular uh, feeling that you wanted to convey. And I think that's when I was, you know, typography is very powerful if you know how to use it. But, you know, there was a lot of just changing one letter, make it look slightly different and how that changed the whole look and feel of the piece. So there was a lot of me kind of going back and forth of like, well, you know, the letter M doesn't look as strong as some of the others. I want them to feel like almost someone created a very gestural piece, but like did it really quickly and kind of was, you know, almost made with like a brush and then there was a splash everywhere. And so yeah. sometimes again, I ran into the thing where I was trying to make things like look too perfect and like, uh, you know, look like someone did it slowly. So I had to like kind of challenge myself and be like, I need to just like get those gestural strokes strokes first, and then I can refine. I don't know, we kind of uh, went back and forth a little bit. But um, you I know, I remember you specifically wanted it on um, kind of this tile background, which, again, for some reason, just makes me think of, I don't know, New York, for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, you're going with the sound. And
0: the imagery piece Kind of like starts to come out From the sound really So that's your process Is like listening to the single Or the song or the album or whatever And then translating it through this And like making it powerful
2: Absolutely I mean, I listen to each song I don't know how many times But again, also having these conversations With Ruby And she's yeah. obviously created the music oh, yeah. so, so having mm-hmm. that point of view as well Was extremely helpful uh, But at the same time She gave me a lot of freedom, which, you know, sometimes that can be scary for an artist, but Mm -hmm. I appreciate it and one of my best clients, I guess, so far. Thank you.
0: That's
1: always such a joy to hear.
2: Both ways. Absolute ditto. It was such a
1: joy to collaborate with you. And I just can't wait for more, you know, I know there's, well,
0: there's, there's a lot more to come. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. That we so do fun. have some songs. I've been sitting on some songs for sure. Oh we'll yeah. There. So we've got, yeah, we've got just blink at some point too. We gotta, we'll work on that one next. Um, Okay, so before I let you guys go cuz it's almost at the hour mark, which I can't believe, it just feels like it flew by. There's two questions I so one Ruby's already sort of touched on, which is like advice for younger people coming in or anybody coming in who wants forget about younger people. Anybody who wants to be a graphic artist doesn't matter how young you are. How yeah, old you are. Yeah, anybody can do whatever. it. Anybody can do it. Do you have any advice for people who are trying to get into this and wanting to know more? To
2: specifically designing. How how to design, design designing cover art and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, to me, it's, it's, you know, just learning how to design anything. Really, I think it's just, you still have to come up with a concept you have to know the craft Um, I think absolutely it helps if you're into music and understanding that and and knowing the music but I also think it's kind of a a problem that you need to solve and Mm. I think for designers nowadays especially you don't I almost you know feel like you don't necessarily need the education to be able to create art that you love. There's so many resources out there online. And, um, you know, whenever I work with someone or look for talent, I always look at their work, not where they studied or what they did before. Um, It doesn't really matter because, you know, if you have you know, putting the work and, and you make the work, then that should speak for itself. And So just keep working through it. Keep That's making really it. I would love to know if
0: you guys wouldn't mind sharing. Usually we ask, what's the one song you wish you'd written? But in the spirit of cover art, I was thinking maybe we could talk about the, you know, what inspires you for cover art?
2: What's like an artist that you feel is doing an incredible job? Uh, sure I mean I kind of had to think about this quite a bit because you know growing up not surrounded by cover art was something that I missed uh, on but I really enjoyed and that's more like their branding but the Rolling Stones logo that made it onto a lot of their album covers I just feel like this is such an iconic design that has a lot of controversy into creating it but the fact that it was also made by a student (laughs) you know it's just like a Great story behind it, and also he was really a student. Cool. I didn't know that. No, yeah, oh, he you know, uh,
0: and covers the truth. I never knew that there. either, Mila. That's so it cool. Good. Yeah. I so you're saying the, the the tongue was done by a student?
2: Yeah, it was a, a student. I guess in his last year or something, and they—that's um, crazy. For some reason, they were looking for a student to create some poster or something, and somehow it ended up being this very iconic mark and obviously there's a lot of controversy about who made it, but from what I was reading about it, it seemed like it was um, this guy and it's just like, I don't know, it's such a very simple graphical piece that people keep referencing back to it today. And, you know, it has that pop art feel, which lately I've been on that, you know, wave of things for some reason. So I don't know. I just felt like it had a good story and it was very simple yet somehow powerful. So
0: really good choice. And I'm sure our artist, Hamish Anderson, is probably excited to share. He knows, I'm sure, everything about Rolling Stones. So I'll have to find out <laughs> about that. What about you, Ruby? Mine would be
1: Jimi Hendrix's act as bold as love.
0: Ah, I know it's it here was somewhere. Like
1: my first, it was kind of as a what they call an, a Canadian born confused Daisy. When I encountered that album, I understood that my culture had a lot more to teach me. <laughs> so I started really digging in to understand what was I really looking at that in that album cover. And it's the many faces of Vishnu, I believe. Wow. That's yes. such, I
0: wish I had. I wish enjoyed having it. Here so much. Oh, it's,
1: such it's truly amazing and captivated me from the first time I saw it. And the color yeah. in the back and everything and how it all tied in together in the 60s kind of color palette. I think I rocked every project at the circus with the 60s color palette and something <laughs> to do with Jimi Hendrix because that's just that's, where I was.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, that, uh, that album cover, you can see it literally in your mind's eye. You shut your eyes and you're like, once you see it, you never unsee it. Yeah, you know. And that's
1: just, also how Alex Gray, the artist that does tools albums, I have to put that out
0: there. That's probably that's probably some of the best artwork yeah. ever put to music. I don't even know that. That's great. I'll have to look them up. Okay, Cute. I just went to look for the axe as bold as love and look what I found.
2: Oh
0: <laughs> not even joking. I had like I fierce. <laughs> so creepy. fierce. That's so weird. Anyway, but that wasn't even that wasn't the one I was planning on sharing. I was like looking for <laughs> Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, he's he was he his artwork was like it just epitome like it was the epitome of this time too. You know, like everything about it just was like stamp, you will remember this forever. This will be indelible in our it. society. It's great. Yeah. That's really cool. Hey,
1: no, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna say about something that everybody has an opinion on.
0: Bowie. What are you talking David about, David Bowie? This stuff is insane. I don't know if you've ever had a Chance. but if you guys haven't you should like, google the history of his album covers it's like you can go to this place in London it literally exists I went there it's amazing talk about the rolling stones they used the same guy only david bowie somehow got i think either before him or after him so like mm-hmm. i think the rolling stones and david bowie were like a little irritated with each other because of it oh, <laughs> kind of funny. yeah heartbeat. But this thing, this thing rivaled barbara streisand for the amount of time i stared at it when i was a little girl like That's literally right. this album is he it's just it's like androgyny the most beautiful face i've ever seen and then <laughs> twiggy was a super model at the time and this i mean i i don't even know like it's his handwriting on the back like bowie albums have like like the rolling stones and like Jimi hendrix they just tell so many stories which is why we love them so and they're much still selling copies today and they are i know it's amazing. amazing listen you guys thank you so much for joining thank us on this you. i really thank appreciate you. it and Ruby, you know, we should do a post about all your posters for the I mean, at some point, this is It's the posters are also an extension of all of this. So I mean, yeah, maybe
1: do I'll just spend a day on social.
0: <laughs> such a good idea. It's just nostalgic, too, especially since we can't go to the shows now. Why not it's torture thrilling. us more?
1: Yeah, memory lane, but we couldn't thank you enough. Mila, you are amazing. Yeah, Thanks for having me. I hope you get a chance to join
0: Nashville. And mm-hmm. Kristen, I love you so much. Thanks for having you in LA. Absolutely. Absolutely, you guys. Thank you so much. Everybody thank who's you. watching, thank you for staying tuned. We really appreciate you. If you liked it, hopefully yes. give it a little love. Please, please, please listen to music. Grab the vinyl. We're about to do fourth record store day this year, next year or next week on Friday, Black Friday. Friday, they're also doing another record. Okay. So, I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, I just found out too. I was like, what? But we were gonna yeah. do some cool Black Friday and Cyber Monday things. So please, please, please check all of our artist stuff. We'll be sending out a newsletter. Yeah. If you aren't on our newsletter and you want to be, please go to jewelconcepts.com and sign up because we're gonna be sharing all of the yeah, all of the stuff. Yeah. So and again, stocking stuffers. Christmas is like right around the corner. Yeah. and nothing ah. is better than the gift of music, literally, yeah. nothing. Yeah, so. <laughs> and the music adjacent. Okay, we love you guys. Thank you so much for joining thank us on Cut so Jewels. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Stay oh, safe stay, 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 stay inside. Stay yeah. inside yeah. out. Good thank night. You. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for listening to Uncut Jewels. If you like what you heard, smash that like button and subscribe for more episodes. And tell a friend. We firmly believe the world works better that way. This podcast wouldn't have been possible if it weren't for the help of the Uncut Jewels team. Johanna Schock, Jana Fisher, Coco Hong, Sarah Reynolds, Jess Kane, and Viviana Mendoza. Guys, we did this. The Uncut Jules theme song that you're listening to right now was created by our very own guitar hero, Hamish Anderson. And we appreciate everyone who's helped bring us from where we were to where we're going. To paraphrase David Bowie, we promise it won't be boring.